Welcome back to Ranking the Monsters. That's right, no essay today, folks. Um, rather than just talk at you for a long time, we're going to let you join our parasocial conversation because we're much warmer spirited now on the Ranking the Monsters podcast. And we'll get to the meat of the things, ranking those damn monsters. Um, we have a whole bunch of things to rank today. Two new films to go across, and a video game that will be, won't be ranked, of course, but will be spoken about um, in time. Um, so the movies, before I introduce my beautiful and wonderful co-host, um, the movies today, and he's going to bring a video game, which is very, very exciting. The movies, we have um, some sequels. So we have our next um, slice of the Godzilla franchise. The film, notably in a 1978 book, The 50 Worst Films of All Time, um, yeah, um, this this film has a has a pedigree. Um, Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster, as you may know it as, or Godzilla vs. Hedera, Hedora. Say it how you want, I don't really know. I'm going to swap between the whole time we go. So this is a the only film directed um, by Bano, um, who we'll talk about later. He's a very interesting dude. Um, so Yoshimitsu Bano, more on him later. You'll have seen his name in other movies, Calvin. We'll get to that. You won't have noticed it, but it's been there. Um, that's the main feast today. But we also have another sequel. The sequel to um, Monster X, which we, which the x Mat space, which um, I personally utterly adore. Um, I'm going to watch The Monster X Strikes Back. We're not going to watch it. We watched it. Attack the G8 Summit, which is a hell of a title. And we'll see if the movie is good enough to go with it. And that is from Minoru Kawasaki, and you get a bit of beat Takeshi in there as well. So, you know, you got you got a lot of stuff going on there. Um, I won't spoil, actually, yeah, I was about to say what beat Takeshi does in the movie. We'll get to that later, because you, you get some beat Takeshi. That's one bit that I don't mind. Oh, spoilers for my opinion. So, Calvin, how you doing? It feels like it just suits tradition for me just to let you talk for two or three minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, 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 feels, it feels right. We may want right. to be cozy and more parasocial, but uh, um, it's just tradition at this point. One of us <laughs> needs to ramble first before the other one comes in. Um, I think my podcast output has proven it's always going to be me. <laughs> if someone's just going to speak for a long time, or someone just sits back and goes, okay then. The alternative um, is yeah. me, like, trying to make it as concise as I can and recording in 10 second bursts and trying to edit that into a workable radio-friendly piece, yeah. uh, which I like to do, but uh, I may not do all the time. We've got a lot, of, a lot of talents here, is what we're saying, basically. <laughs> this is a, a, stuffed, a stuffed talent show. Yeah, I did uh, radio classes in college. I'm I'm ready to do radio. Uh, are you are you ready for yeah, radio? Yeah, if, if only that still existed. Um, I listened to the radio just this morning, so I tell you, you know, radio out there, living, great. Um, you have a video game to talk about, a video game. Yeah, from uh, terrestrial radio to extraterrestrial kaiju invading our video games. <laughs> Here we are with uh, Kaiju Wars, uh, my favorite game of PAX this year. Um, my first stop at PAX is always going over to the indie booths, where I know that the people showing the games will be the people making them. Um, I know that when you stop by larger booths, whether it's Gamescom, E3, PAX... <laughs> whatever i know that you're just getting representatives it has that concert vibe i like where you see someone on stage and then you see them at their own merch booth later you're like oh i liked your show blah blah, blah. That, that that's what that's i want what i like about these conventions is like getting the people who actually made the thing and like a kind of playing it with them um mm. some of them just want you to put on the headphones uh, one of the devs at the indie booth was like uh, just stop talking just play my puzzle game it's like i'm like it's like choo choo rocket huh? she's like yeah yeah i like that <laughs> i was like okay you just want me to play your game but uh the ones i really love <laughs> it's like i like many people like that game. yes uh i i do love choo choo rocket by the way um but the the ones i love to talk to are just the ones that are so passionate and you want to get there first be like the first person at their booth and they're like okay i haven't really shown this to someone in public and you kind of get that that neat social interaction there where I'm like, OK, we have a kaiju show, a uh, kaiju podcast. Uh, I have grown to love the kaiju in a very short amount of time. And uh, this game, I think, is a really fun concept and twist on Advance War. The, uh, it... Dr. Serizawa or how I learned to stop worrying and love the kaiju. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's uh, from like Intelligent Systems Advance War uh, Mechanics. Um built around mm. like you could call it like a base defense so it's somewhere in between uh the turn base and real strategy uh 
concepts where you're trying to prevent a kaiju from uh, wrecking all these buildings. And uh, he'll start wrecking like your military bases and then he'll start looking for an outpost that uh, shows him where your scientist is. And meanwhile, your scientist is trying to build uh, vaccines and things that will slow kaiju down. But also your science community. <laughs> I like the idea of a kaiju vaccine. <laughs> your your science community is also like trying to build toward, toward like a science victory. You could think like Civ. Like there's three ways to win, right? Like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you could I do thought, military. You could make the turns last too long until the kaiju leaves, or you could do a science victory. Um, That's actually very Godzilla. That at some points, I mean, even in in Hedera, I think there are points where it's just like, ah, we'll leave him for a while because there is more movie to come. So the the kaiju just fighting rather than stopping is the most kaiju film thing. I've heard. <laughs> it is great, and uh, um, I like the a variety of it. I uh, I feel like it's very much more mm-hmm. um, scenario based than Advance War can be, where you're kind of like just doing a puzzle. It's kind of like a because it's a kaiju that's like routing toward your bases, you're thinking about: uh, yeah. Do I need to move my scientists to another lab? Do I have enough airfields? Uh, um, do I have enough uh, uh, barracks for my men? And you're kind of like uh, trying to route him around these spaces while creating units that also helpfully slow him down, or possibly uh, uh, do a range attack, or maybe bring them down from the sky so you can get them on the land. Um, it, I mean, there's like a, a diver- diverse set of mechanics there, right? Like. Uh, risk reward yeah. is high and you can approach it three or four different ways and uh, you're basically just doing a puzzle about getting the kaiju not to reach your base um, I, I like it you, you, so is it multi- multiple maps or is it just like a repeatable instance each one's different in the in the campaign I think there's 50 okay. different maps which I think is a, a good chunk for the developer and is it the same kaiju every time no and uh, as they appear you get Ooh. to name them they'll, they'll make a uh, suggested <laughs> like names, yeah, yeah. You'll get a uh, come up, and the scientist is like, "Well, I suggested this name." Um, is it that in a like a pro evolution soccer way of like in pro evo? They're like, I, I would play as Berkshire Blues in pro evo because they didn't have the rights to Reading FC, the the, the <laughs> team from my hometown. So I play as Berkshire Blues, um, and they just like, but you can rename the team in every player if you wanted to. So is is it just like this guy's obviously called Godzilla? That's kind of what Godzilla, I did. Yeah, but you could rename him. <laughs> I think it's called like Alpha Sor or something, and I'm like, yeah, Godzilla. Okay. I'm good. Um, yeah, it's Godzilla. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> this one's a moth. What are you going to do with want. like a flying pterodactyl, right? Like you're just going to name them after the creatures yeah. here. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> this is not Rodan. Yeah, exactly. I also followed uh, Ezra's naming conventions for some of them. She wanted one to be called Tunnel Digger. Good, she wanted good. me to be called Dr. Dad. Uh, like Varen. Yeah. <laughs> I like that she wanted me to be a doctor because that, that kind of fits into like a, what I want to be doing in a kaiju universe i want to be one of the doctors that are uh, you either want to be one of the little kids who befriends it or you yeah. want to be a kaiju or a doctor i think oh yeah yeah and i want to apologize to the audience i meant baragon i meant baragon <laughs> not baron baragon is the the godzilla baragon who tunnels in um gmk and we'll get to gmk in a while oh calvin gmk is basically the greatest movie ever made okay godzilla <laughs> mothra king Ghidorah, giant monsters all out attack um that sounds great to me uh I really enjoyed the game. I would recommend it to any of our friends that listen to this show, and I think that it's uh, right in my uh, interest while I wait I'm... for Advance War as uh, the conflict in I was Russia. I'd say if it, if it scratches the Advance the Advance Wars itch for a game that seems to be done, but they've not put out because of the Ukraine, conflict, Russia, and, well, the invasion yeah. of Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, they're probably um, not going to release it. I mean, they're very gun shy. Well. Gunshot is the wrong word. Uh, uh, the military. Yeah. Who are you, James Cameron? Did you hear that James Cameron edited out 15 minutes <laughs> of, of gun footage? Gun violence from Avatar 2. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I was thinking about it. I did like this uh, study in college as well where I was like looking at the context of Japanese yeah. war video games and how uh, they were oh, okay. like uh, aesthetically different than the American video games. And I made like this large study mm. about why they were different and what the context of war would be and what the. It was. Uh, whether Japan would want to celebrate it, kind of like fitting into a kaiju context. You can see how, like, the Advanced Wars cartoonization of war would yeah. be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we've softened the image of war, but then if we put that out during a conflict, does it feel like we're trivializing it? It's a, I see what is the hold up there. Yeah, Nintendo are the one company that really, really care about a very curated image. Mm. Um, Outside of releasing broken Pokemon games, apparently, apparently that's the one thing they don't care about. Um, so yeah, I am unsurprised. It's a complex. It's a complex one. I mean, do I think the game should just be out? Yes, of course I do. Mm. But you know, 
I mean, it, t- this is not the podcast for that, but it feels a bit wild to me when, like, the Stalker devs would love to have their game out but can't develop it because they are a Ukraine developer. And then you've got Advanced will be like, we don't want to put the game out. And be like, they're, okay, fine. Um, there's, a weird, there's a weirdness there. You see the um, they had like the a Christmas a video strike. of the stalker devs like all just like in their room and yeah uh, it's beautiful that they're still working on it and and but they yeah but I mean it's it's always going to be ugly yeah. uh, war is never pretty um, well thankfully we have the G eight summit to deal <laughs> with with things like that um, which leads us to Monster X Strikes Back Attack the G eight Summit um, in which Monster X arguably attacks the G8 Summit, but in true kaiju film um, tradition, it's a classic. What if there were two films? What if there was one film that was like the broadest like boardroom satire of the G8 Summit and then kaiju movie that is actually just clips from the previous film, um, <laughs> which I am on the record for being both for and against in different contexts. Sure. Spoilers in this context, I really dislike it because I actually want like the, the thing I like about um, the first film, which is strange to call it the first film now, so the X from Outer Space, is just the wild, ludicrous like final act that's just so joyful destruction and that this film doesn't have that but just shows you more of the old film again and everything you get that is new, I profoundly dislike. Um, what did you think of this film, Calvin? <laughs> I realized that I liked the original more than I was crediting it for. Thank you, thank you, thank you. When it had shown up in this, like as clip shows, I was like, I, I do like that movie. I do like those creatures, mm. and uh, I do like this universe, this alternate Godzilla. Um, I, I, uh, I feel like a lot of the movies just like people looking into a camera at the G8 summit, just like staring in the screen, and it's very awkward, <sighs> hard to watch. And then it cuts to, like, Mystical Forest stuff, which, again, is very... It's, like, a lot of it's very, very kaiju film. And we've talked about how the kaiju films do this. We've talked about, like, our discomfort with, like, Varon and Mothra, and they take on just, like, just this this nativist aesthetic of, like, presenting indigenous culture as this exoticized object. It, it's often just, like, very, very strange. Or taking on, like, a, a folkloric kind of, like, fetishistic lens. It's all in the vicinity of that. Um, and this is just, like... The three things this film does are all very kaiju film. So you've got your kind of like folkloric element. Um, you've got your human bureaucracy story. You've got your monster just trashes stuff. And you've got your clip show. I'm like, these all things are very kaiju things. But these are the things I don't like about kaiju films. <laughs> and you've shoved them all together. So it's very, very kaiju. And it's very, very, I don't like it at all. Um, it's very, very 2008 in, in its satire, it reminds me of a different time politically and political humor-wise. Um, this is very much like Obama poster um, era, like satirical jibes. It's just a whole bunch of crude national stereotypes. Mm, it took me a while to realize that a bunch of the people were actually literally... Because I was like, oh, that's a Sarkozy-like. And they start calling him Sarkozy. I'm like, oh, that's like... And, they they go through that. I think they don't have the French president. He's President Berger because sorry the the American president because America get because he's President Berger because America, did you get that one, Calvin? What's the connection? Because he's President Berger. Between, uh, burgers in America. Um, um. So I think it's because your president once flew to Hamburg, um, <laughs> and made that like that statement about 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 stuff there in Hamburg. So I I, I believe that's why he's called President Berger. Um, you've got Angela Merkel, but I think she's called Angelica Merkel. That's right. Yeah, it's been two months since I watched this movie. By the way, to almost the date. Yeah, uh, and I was going to rewatch it, and then I so didn't enjoy watching it the first time. Yeah. I was like, no, I have enough comprehensive notes that they're just like, I hate this. This is not good. This is bad. I don't enjoy this. I don't think I like, hate it. Like sore, cozy, <laughs> Poochin. I thought some Ugh. of those were funny. Maybe maybe I fall for this neoliberal no! <laughs> two thousand eight humor more than you have. Uh, I I thought it yeah and I watched it and I thought it was kind of endearing how how old the political humor was and felt um, maybe a yeah I, different strokes but uh, I mean maybe I just there were bits in there where it was like polonium it was something was like throwback to be like I remember polonium two ten yes polonium two ten <laughs> was a thing when yes. like a polonium two ten just so and at some point one of the talking heads is Lily Frankie who was in shoplifters <laughs> and I'm like oh. 
Oh, that's Lily Frankie from Shoplifters. This is a pretty good that's movie. Really weird. You're convincing me it's a pretty good movie. The more you talk no. about it, okay, uh, oh, all the God, new kaiju Watchmen stuff in it. <laughs> all the new kaiju stuff, by the way, is just like done in empty field, which is kind of what happens when these movies yeah. run into low budgets and they almost mm-hmm. have like nothing well, yeah, straight together. Again, it's got all the kaiju things I don't like. It's <laughs> yeah. got like yes, that's a kaiju thing. I don't like that kaiju thing. But then all the uh, interesting destruction it, is pulled from the first movie, and it was an avenue for me to realize that I appreciate the first movie. So maybe it was a useful watch I, I, for me. Hmm. I think it is to you what that Gamera movie is to me, where I'm like, <laughs> well, I didn't like those previous Gamera movies, but now I'm watching them back as a clip show. I'm really into it. Um, so I, I can see it as a vessel for just stuff. I don't know. I just, the lazy stereotyping, I'm also, for reasons I've alluded to on several podcasts, and it's going to, I don't like um, stomach trouble humor very okay. much as 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 a stomach trouble sufferer as you know as 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 an IBS sufferer I'm willing to say it I'm willing to go out there on the, on the limb and talk about my my guts you need the, to be brave when you're on like, podcast, I'd rather yeah. I'd rather pause this and not listen to this please Stephen stop talking about IBS every episode no um, <laughs> watch flux gourmet and then feel seen um yeah I don't I sometimes and I know this is such a naive thing to say you this is I'm gonna you're gonna laugh me for saying this. Sometimes you only realise things are offensive when they are offending and targeting you. It's that sense of being like, oh, now that I'm at the but now that I am the butt of this joke, actually I don't like it. I realised in recovery how much is wrong with addiction humor. I realized how often it targeted That's uh, a better example. Like it how it targets uh, oppressed groups very often, just by the kind of drugs that people mm. think are funny and uh I realized how much is wrong-headed about the way we approach um, addiction, but then I realized uh, also medical issues are very illy represented in movies as as comedic punchlines. Hey, good pun there. Good pun there. I enjoyed enjoyed that pun. (laughs) And things that are, like, physically wrong about a person. I I don't know. I don't... I'm not... It's not a laughing matter anymore, so... Thank you. Thank you for standing up for my gut. Um, It takes Someone needs to... Yeah, I... I, I just really don't, I really don't like this movie at all. I was really very excited at the beginning of being like, the idea of just like a monster attacking the G8 summit is very funny to me. Um, it is funny. Yeah. I've watched I've watched an amount of Japanese comedies now, and I, I will defer to Brazy Ben, who, is, who has watched more than I have. And it is... I don't know, Sometimes you remember that the the output you get from a country is the output that it thinks will play outside of its country. Yeah. Um, right. And so the French cinema that I have access to is different than you have. So I think in in England, I think we get probably a little bit more access to French cinema than the Americans do because of European proximity. Mm. Um, but when I'm out in France, which I am out there semi-regularly um, for, for family reasons, and you see that oh there are there are more because france is a huge film industry so there are more movies released in france every week than there are in england um and then because you get the american ones and the the french ones and you just realize that most of the french stuff that releases is stuff you have no interest in so we deify french cinema as being like oh so interesting but they have like five crappy comedies a week and then you see what actual french comedies are like you're like i really hate french comedies Um, because it's mostly just like very like i shouldn't use lowbrow but it's like very kind of like bad slapstick silly fart humor stuff that i don't care for that we so don't associate with like the cultural kind of like facade of frenchness and i feel japanese culture is very similar in that way of like we are like oh yes it's the weird japan that i love like godzilla versus hetera is like very much like oh yeah it's that weird japan that edgy weird japan whereas i think g8 summit is much more like a more normalized version of their culture. And when I've watched more kind of like Japanese comedies, like uh, I, forget, I forget what the Takeshi Kitano film is called. I think it's Getting Any. And I'm like, okay. I don't find this very funny, but clearly, I mean, it's subtitles and it's different and it's hard to get comedy sometimes. But this reminded me of Japanese comedy that maybe I need to attune myself to more, but I just don't enjoy it. There are such ethics of regional comedy wherein like the american Mm. stuff that does make money isn't things i find to be in american humor um something like the coen brothers is more like everyone i know who's funny sounds like that they don't they don't sound like will ferrell um so right will ferrell is a a fine example in some movies uh, i mean of what americans Mm. sound like but uh i'm just saying most of my friends sound like these dark pitch black comedies that we watch and uh yeah 
the assumption is kind of like a we've kind of made like a implicit like bias in what we're going to import from these countries too we've decided that uh maybe we have a stereotype of what kind of french film will play in america yeah so um yeah yeah totally so i don't like this film the one thing i do like about it um is the 2008 vibes i will say like what okay. an iconic lineup of like politicians it was a throwback and like not in a good way like there's a bunch of like oh god them and them and them and them but it was reminded like oh that was a time in politics wasn't it or what a time in politics when we go through it's like oh that's there there oh they're there as well and you've got like fake putin and fake sarkozy oh yeah, yeah you do it, interesting i'm convinced that it's a good thing interesting the more you talk about it i think it's a good thing um I like when the guy says Russia remains. <laughs> um, <laughs> and of course they make China the enemy. Yeah. Um, there's there's the, the kid surrogate who might as well be Gamera kid or Yongari kid. Um, and then he's kicked out. That's kind of funny. Someone mentions Varen and Baragon. So like it's got some jokes in it and it ends with a Daimajin joke, but it's beat Takeshi um, as Daimajin. He's like called like Takeshi Jin or something. Mm-hmm. It's funnier to describe that. The problem with this film is it's funnier to describe than it is to watch. It's good though uh, to have a, a, a <laughs> when I come in and it I'm reminds like... me of Orphan. Okay, <laughs> sure. Because when I watched the film Orphan, I described it to my friend AJ, and I kept saying, "But it's not very good." And he goes, "Well, the way you described it, it sounds great." It's like, yes, yeah, I described the five things that happen in it that are like brilliant and ridiculous. So like, yeah, but those are the that, five it's a strange things. movie about like a debt addiction and trauma that really gets in the way of that so in description this film is great in execution i'm like no yeah but everything you say about it is a good thing and uh maybe through this lens let a of... friend of yours watch this film and describe it to you <laughs> maybe this is all someone needs though i don't know if i i mean yeah, i'm at a fine i'm at a five out of ten it's not like i'm like it's the best movie that will come on our list uh, uh but but the more you describe it the more i think True. i should have just rewatched it that, that all but don't, don't watch don't you. it. Um, you don't need to watch yeah, it. No, Go watch, watch it. the it's, original it, it, one. It's, um, it's the original's really, really good. I love that movie. The good, um, the good thing is, is, I'm not in a place to argue about where the original is on our list anymore. I'm like, okay, I can, I can accept it. I've gone through the <laughs> grieving <laughs> it process. Can be wherever. <laughs> yeah, I've gone through a grieving process, and I've arrived at a point where I'm at acceptance. I'm gonna move the, it up. I'm yeah, move it. I'm gonna move it up. It's gonna go up. <laughs> it can't move up. Um, I think it's stuck. Godzilla vs. Hedera um, is... When I was watching through these films, this was the one that most stood out to me. Um, and I watched it and I just I just thought it was astonishing. Um, I really, really, really loved it. And I turned to my Criterion booklet and I was really annoyed, actually, because, like, there's, like... I think there's an essay for, like, um, All Monsters Attack that is this, like, passionate defense of All Monsters Attack. And I was like, well, if All Monsters Attack gets uh, someone being like, this film is unfairly maligned, the Godzilla vs. Hedera introduction must be great. And it's an interesting historical introduction. I would say read it. Um, and I've, I've pulled some facts from it that are interesting. But it does not have that kind of, like, the verb for the film. I'm like, oh, where's the where's the verb for this movie? This movie absolutely rules. Um, so please, please tell me that you at least liked Godzilla vs. Hedera. The thing is that uh, I've been waiting for a second step in Godzilla like as a message film I think that uh, yes. it's implied one thing for me through all these movies we've covered so far and I think this is yeah. the first or next film um, with Shin Godzilla being my second favorite I think uh, it's fair to say uh, I think I'm looking for a second or third thing now so uh, it, it brings on an environmental message that I really appreciate and it's so out there and um, surreal in a way that the movies haven't mm. been before to me. And, and and you love it? And you love it? And it's a really strange movie. Like, it's very, like, slow. Like, it's very placid. Like, in the uh, scenes, yeah. like, the fight scenes, they kind of just stare off, and the musical bits seem to have, like, this weird, like, mystical energy, and uh, I, I like it quite a bit. <laughs> I, I, I really yeah, like I, it. Yeah, I... I, I... I, I think I think it's stunning. Um, I think it's it, it's like Seijin Suzuki meets like a meets like a kids movie. It's it's it, it's if Seijin Suzuki made a movie for kids, it would be this. It when it cuts to like weird jazz, like Abira had called like surf jazz um, and like surf rock. This is just this feels like punk and interesting in the same way that Haosu feels like punk and interesting. It feels like born out of someone doing something different with film. It's, it's like, Inception's quite interesting. 
Um, so Tsuburaya um, died, unfortunately, um, mm-hmm. in 1970 at the age of 68. Um, so he was out of the picture for effects-wise. Um, and Honda um, abruptly retired. Um, did not want to work for Toho anymore and did not want to do this stuff anymore. Um, and, you know, he'd come back. Um, so... Godzilla was being like somewhat revived and there was kind of like Godzilla festivals, I believe. And this guy who had worked on second unit on things, he he was on a small number of um, Kurosawa movies. I've got the list of them here. This is really, really cool. So assistant director on Throne of Blood. Incredible. Hell yeah. Yeah. The Lower Depths, which is one of my actual favorite um, Kurosawa movies. I love that. Hidden Fortress. So Star Wars. Um, And The Bad Sleep Well. So that's 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 like four horrific Kurosawa movies. So this is direct on that. Um, And this is the only film he directed. So he did a short that I think got seen at G-Fest and that got him the gig to make this. Um, And he didn't direct anything afterwards, but I teased that you've seen his name before. That's because he is the default. And I, this could be apocryphal, but I think because he is one of the few surviving classic Toho Godzilla directors he is involved in the Legendary Pictures revival of Godzilla. Okay. Um, and he is the executive producer on Godzilla and on King of the Monsters. And I think he has a in-memoriam credit on um, Godzilla vs. Kong. So why that's interesting to me is... Now, it turns out this has been overstated. So the, the popular story, which I'll tell to... So, you know, let's, let's tell them if to begin with, because it's exciting, is that... So Bano directed this... And the, um, so Tanaka, um, Tomoyuki Tanaka, who is the Godzilla series producer, um, hated the movie so much that he banned Bano from ever working Godzilla again. And the, the wonderful kind of like arc of that is, and then he becomes the guy that is the name of the Godzilla franchise for focus features. And that's really, really cool. Mm. It turns out that's been overstated. It's one of two myths surrounding this film. The other myth. Have you heard the story about the Godzilla actor whose appendix bursts whilst wearing the Godzilla suit and they had to do surgery through the Godzilla suit? Is that in this film? Or this actor? So that's a, a, popular, a popularly told story. It turns out it's not true. Um, someone had appendix issues whilst acting in a rubber suit and then later had their appendix removed. Um, it was not done through the suit. The, the story got conflated over time, sadly. I but have, it's a fun story. I have read um, this is like a 300-pound suit that he's suiting up in in this movie for Godzilla. Uh, it looks yeah, good. and oh, and actually, the the actor that plays um, Hedera, and I'll have to get his name here, so Kenpachiro Satsuma, um, went on to play Gigan, and then played a little kaiju called Godzilla for over 10 years, um, from Godzilla 1985 through to um, Godzilla vs. Destroyer. Um, which is one of the best Godzilla films um, by far. So the guy playing Hedera here was later Godzilla. uh, That's kind of cool. I feel like it's also playing on like a Japanese history of like... um, Yeah. Like air conditions, uh, uh, a lot of bronchitis-like infection and a history of like a... uh, airborne diseases and and things just in the air whether ready radiation or smog or um just uh, uh it's the lineage of post-war cinema is very very interesting because obviously different nations have different relationships with certain wars and the post-war era era seeps through in different ways um and because post-war japan you then have occupation you have kind of like um a very kind of like new established kind of like histories and structures so it's 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 I don't say more complicated, but it's very, very different to how post-war looks in... um, I mean, America and the UK, obviously America um, was attacked with with Pearl Harbor, but America and the UK kind of, like, avoided, like, mainland occupation and invasion Mm. um, during the Second World War. Obviously, there's the Blitz, there's bombings, etc. There is bad things at both countries, but there is something different to the country that was was attacked and then lost... um, which is good, um, and then is, is is occupied for a while or stewarded over for a while. Um, so this film is still very much seen as quite as, as a post-war Japanese reflection film, and what it is reflecting on is in this reconstruction era, in this construction era of the issues with pollution that come from Japan's focus on trying to mainline industry following like the breakdown of like a, a certain order. So you're right; it definitely does have this idea of like 
issues with pollution, etc., and the industrial stuff is is, is that lineage. And um, I, I read it was also which based, I think is really really cool. It was also based on like uh, things happening before, like the I read IT IT disease. It hurts. It hurts disease in Japan. Uh, early nineteen hundreds mm. was just something like a uh, too much calcium calcium poisoning and uh, that kind of environmental effect is very like deeply felt in like this. Uh, well, you said the um, ever was like a surf rock. I think this is like an acid jazz. Yes, acid. that's the best description. Totally. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of in the environment and sludgy and kind of like uh, amorphous and kind of like playing with like the um, image of what Godzilla could be the way that acid jazz would kind of play with improvisation. Um, I think it's very interesting that way. This is the the scariest Godzilla has been since Godzilla. And and I would argue would be again until Godzilla, because um, Godzilla is a terrifying movie. Okay. Um, Destoroyer has a bit of might. I think this you're gonna love Biolante when we get to Biolante. There's um, a lot of like foreshadowing of that. So I think the films that you're gonna like on the metaphor side. So we've got because you are right to pick up. There is a direct lineage from this, um, from the original, and Biolante is on the edge of metaphorical i think it kind of like i wrote a long piece about it at the time and it, it kind of fumbles it a bit at the end but some really brilliant ideas in it um Destoroyer is really kind of like soulful and has some like large-scale nuclear like imagery um there is something in gmk about like the personified like dead of like japan um and there are some of the high sci films that attempt to comment but do it very very poorly or do it going the wrong way um there is oh, some, really? some okay. weird re- revisionist stuff that we'll, we'll get to um and then shin godzilla obviously um my favorite is, my is, is pointed yeah. and cool yeah it's a really it's a really cool movie um it's it's interesting obviously the bano not involved with that but is involved with um the american godzillas and then i was reading about that today and it turns out that he he loved this movie um this movie did okay but mm-hmm. the people involved on a studio side, didn't like it very much. Didn't hate it, just didn't like it very much. It wasn't what they wanted Godzilla to be. Um, which it's is very shame. different. And it's different he, than anything else. It's really part. different. So I, I could see it in yeah. like a very uh, conservative yeah. idea about what Godzilla should be. This is a different thing. Yeah, it, it is not populist Godzilla in a time where they want to revive Godzilla as like a massive franchise picture. This is just like, you made a weird art house kind of... <laughs> you made a... Seijin Suzuki movie. Um, you, you made a new Obiashi movie. What, what is this? It's like, yeah, I made a, made a Godzilla film for, for my friends. Um, and I do like the beginning, actually, that like the kid playing of Godzilla as a toy, that it, it recognises that Godzilla has become this plaything. Mm. And then it takes that to, like, what can you use playthings? And then it deals with, like, the playthings are plastic things and plastic and pollution and just, like, the corrosive influence of culture. There's, there's so much stuff in this because it's so evocative and punky and cool and and malleable um but yeah he really wanted to make another one he really really wanted to um he wanted to make a 3d version there has been some fan-made sequels shorts that have been played at official events uh, official like godzilla festivals there's a one from last year um, oh, really that's cool but it's not amazing mm-hmm. um it's worth watching it's like four minutes long it's kind of cool like just like a godzilla fights hetero it's 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 worth watching um and it is reported that his verve to make another Godzilla film is a big reason that led to the legendary um, revitalization American of the franchise. So at least that got pushed. And he never got to make his, his new Godzilla because he died, sadly. But there's a nice memoriam for him in Godzilla vs. Kong. And we have the... the Well, we've talked about King of the Monsters, which sucks, but I quite like the first legendary Godzilla film. That makes me respect the brand more, at least. the the I mean, the means yeah. for revival in America. At least if you're going through, like, a, a Bano idea of what Godzilla could be, it might be more interesting. Um, I think he also directs it with, as, as you said, Verve is a good idea. A, a lot of vigor and, like, a oh, yeah. forcefulness and uh, his acid jazz uh, a presentation where it cuts to music videos again in a really cool almost like james Bond animated bits yeah, animated parts weird uh because it's kind of like playing into children's relationship with manga and cartoons at the time astro boy that kind of thing and uh I, which I is very house well. though that yeah. way of in a child's nightmare that will just like bend out of the form i don't know there's it's a very like something in the water kind of like there's it's a strange countercultural film that came out in one of japan's biggest franchises um that will always be fascinating to me um now it also has one of the most controversial moments of the Godzilla franchise in it. Does it? Um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, is it so when he rockets controversial... with his tail? Is it? Is it? Yes. Okay, it is when he uses his atomic <laughs> breath to fly. Okay. Uh, I don't. Why is that controversial? I mean, I I could guess why, but uh, it's also the coolest thing. Because people think it's dumb. Do. I I agree. It okay. never happens again. Um, and I I looked to find this, but I can't find this. So, listener, if if you're a listener, find me on on. Twitter, if it exists at time of uh, publication, um, the Stevenage, and, and and at me, I want to read his book. But Bano, before he died, wrote a book called The Man Who Made Godzilla Fly, um, and it's like a, a memoir of working on this film because uh, obviously it's it's the main thing that he did, and kind of like got a bit direct to jail after it, and just did he did some documentary stuff, um, he did some screenwriting stuff, he did some second unit stuff. Um, he didn't seem like he was like unhappy. Um, he got involved in the big franchise, but he definitely wanted to make another movie again and did not, which is a real shame. But yeah, his book, The Man Who Made Godzilla Fly, deals with him working with Kurosawa, um, Akira, not Kiyoshi, um, and and up to the creation of this movie and then what happened with the 2014 reboot. So that sounds really, really cool. So listener, find that book for me. I want it. Do they just say it's dumb? Is that the reason? I mean, like, scientifically, it doesn't yeah. make sense. He uses his rocket breath and just kind of projects backwards. There will, uh, there will always be that group of people who, when Godzilla does a thing that's become iconic now, like the, is it the Chie jump? Like, the that we, that we both enjoyed <laughs> in um, Astro Monster, and with the wearing back on his tail... And moving along like a tank <laughs> to kick people. <laughs> See, all this stuff I think is wonderful. And even the eat your vegetables bit from Godzilla vs. Kong. These are all like, the best moments that you're naming. Uh. I, I I, agree. I, I, I somewhat humor the argument in this film because this film, though it's all over the place in a really cool way, it does have like a haunting sincerity to it. Mm. And it is a moment of cartoonish ludicrousness that doesn't because there are actual cartoons in this film but they have like a a punky aesthetic to them they don't feel cartoonish in the pejorative sense and this is a silly childish moment in a film that otherwise uses childish as you put earlier very well in that childish fear kind of way that you can be evoke childhood without being reductively childish and that moment is arguably reductively childish but i agree with you i think it's cool he flies (laughs) it's great i think it's beautiful (laughs) It's a gorgeous yeah, moment in yeah, the I, development I, of God. So it is kind of playing into what you said the film's not, right? Like it is playing into like this mm. pop Godzilla as like a, a yeah. mainstream icon that does funny things. But Godzilla is that. He is an action figure suddenly in a movie where he's mm. become not an action figure. Um, so, I mean, the criticism... But it ties back to the beginning where he's where he's played as an action figure. I, I, I yeah. get the critique to an extent, but I think it really works and it's not part of this strange oddity in the franchise. I mean, mean, you know me and and you're similar this way of, we like the weird thing that exists in the big thing being like, why is this here? This shouldn't be here. This (laughs) shouldn't be made. What is this? Just a little subversion in something that seems normal and I'm pretty much into it. Uh, Also something that just looks funny. I think we both appreciate like a sight gag and and a very funny thing that a character shouldn't be doing physically in a space is very funny. Um, and he's kind of like flying Monster-wise, along with the smog monster there, and he's just kind of like uh, hanging out. Uh, what do you think of the smog monster? What do you think of Hedera? I'm I'm interested, just like as like a. I would never call myself a neoliberal. I'm just going to say that I'm only interested in the vi- environment, and I'm I'm tired of politics. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm burnt out. <laughs> hey James Cameron, how you doing? Um, I'm a burnt out American. <laughs> in a, Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm a burnout American in a two-party system that just wants to uh, take yeah, care of the environment. Yeah, yeah. No, I and, get that. I get that. I get that. And I just want to do the thing that makes the most sense to me, and that's take care of uh, the gorgeous environment around me. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that uh, uh, monsters like that connect with me, I guess. Uh, I like how he just kind of like sits and stares at Godzilla, and they just have a staring I contest. love the design. Yeah. Uh, his I eyes. I love how f- it's a different kind of rubbery, because it has the kind of like toxicity metaphor underneath yeah. like his rubberiness becomes like part of his like polluting state like he's just this gross horrible thing he has different forms he molds around he looks great and it's such a different kaiju such a different godzilla monster yeah. i really love hedera as, as 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 a creature he's very squid one of my favorite kaiju um mm. he reminds me of the one from the host but a little bit better i think than that than yeah that yeah actually that's a really nice connection you know and uh, i think the whole i really wonder if if um 
Director Bong has seen this movie. Um, I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if he had, um, but there is definitely a degree of connection there. And yeah, I, I just love the sporadic weirdness of this film. I love that it is all over the place. I love that it delves into different things. Well, it's just really interesting and really, really cool. Hedera also looks like, um, I don't want to say undesigned, but he doesn't look like he's going to be made into an action figure. Like he's kind of complex totally. and he, he's organic in an animalistic way that uh, a lot of the kaijus mm. look like they're just like built of like a solid, um, um, what would you say, uh, multiple shape like you could put it into a plastic yeah. toy very easily and yeah. i think this one would have to be like a stuffed like plushie or something uh for it to work totally in. he exists in opposition to the commodification of the franchise and yeah. like he is he is seemingly there for that reason it's very very interesting yeah i, I do really like that about him he just he has just, too just many is, parts. he exists in, like, in spite yeah it, he's too oddly shaped and too amorphous and constantly changing and uh, uh he wouldn't make a toy at all i i like that about him mm, yeah totally um so should we see where we can put these on a list then which i'll have to yeah. get off get up my list i might need so you to send in do you have the uh, full rank in here or um... so let me open the list on this computer okay instead hello pooter um letterbox.com this is a podcast where we rank monsters. We haven't done this in a while. <laughs> Maybe this is someone's yeah. first episode. I hope eventually uh, each episode is someone's first. That's always the goal with podcasts. Yeah. But, um, Hi, hello, welcome. We talk we... about kaiju video games and we rank <laughs> monsters. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> um, a good my, bit uh, for us. Um, and we've done, yeah. what, like 30-something? 20-something or 30-something now. Uh, and we're building a non-scientific list of uh, really what speaks to us like as a combined show like our our interests yeah. it's not just like you or my taste it's kind of like but what makes sense for the show to elevate yeah so i've sent calvin across the list it's now beautifully at the length for it's not worth talking for anymore because there's movies on it okay um um yeah. but could i read like a, so, what would make sense like a top 10 for today would that make sense i well, i here's 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 my the thing that i think we should pitch now on is okay. when we when we pitch the movie we say if we think it's going top 10 bottom 10 or in the middle yeah. and then we read out some of the films in that area um so if one of them was going in the top 10 it's worth reading the top 10 i think one of the movies might be going in the top 10 so i think we are going to hear the top 10 but let's start with um, not the video game. Sorry, Calvin. We're going to start <laughs> with um, G8 Summit. Um, well, you did rank Clifford the Big Red Monster. Or you tried to. You tried to get one. On there, so <laughs> I, did. I, I did. feel like Kaiju yeah, Wars at least makes as much sense as Clifford the Big Red Monster. So you, okay, you can mention it every time and I mention Clifford every time. That's okay. fine. That, that'll um, be a good show. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, G8 Summit. Um, let's see. Yeah. I think it's in the bottom 10. We have 35 films here. I don't know if I'd go that low. I, yeah. Uh, I, maybe, what about just outside it? What about like uh, Atragon area, um, Gamera versus Baragon? Somewhere around there. Um, it has pieces of a movie that we have like what in the top six? So Yeah, but that movie's already there. <laughs> that movie's there. But maybe it's better that that just the destruction parts of that movie are put into a clip show with a funny 2008 neoliberal humor. Mm, um, All right. I think Atragon is wilder and stupider. Um, Yeah. Atragon, like, has... So I can't can't put it above Atragon because Atragon is is as stupid as this, but more entertainingly stupid. Um, Uh, The Great Yoko Guardians just has less kaiju than this? Both. No, but both these films bring back Daimajin as a thing okay. at the end, and the bringing That's back right. Daimajin in Yokai Wars is cooler. I, that that final Daimajin scene absolutely rips, and Daimajin surprising this, I think, meh. Well, I'm seeing Mysterians now at 29. I think it, I think it would fit well right after there. Uh, what would you yeah, think? Like okay. Mysterians, G8 Summit. This is our G8 Summit on ranking yeah. monsters. So. Right? Godzilla raids again. Monster X strikes back. J Summit, and then so you're above or below Mysterians. I quite like Mysterians. I'd put it below Mysterians for now. So yeah, we do get it in the bottom ten. Yeah, and uh, 
but uh, above yeah. like things that I think are act- actively harmful, I guess, to the yeah. uh, monster yeah, yeah, brands. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think this is an actively uh, harmful film. At, at most, it's just like politically no, innocuous. It's, it's just, and... it just irritating to me. <laughs> yeah, um, that's fair. I kind of want to put Godzilla ahead of it, but then Godzilla <laughs> is not a movie, so on a right. list of... <laughs> <laughs> of kaiju movies it feels inappropriate to put Godzilla above any like it's an insult to put a movie below Godzilla and I, this movie is just like eh, whatever I don't like it um, versus mm. Hedera uh, so our top 10 to read our top 10 you you can have the, okay. the pleasure of reading the top 10 number one Godzilla 1954 two mm. Gamera vs. Guron 1969 yeah three Mothra vs. Godzilla from 1964 four Destroy All Monsters from 1968. Oh, yeah. yeah that's a great a pretty list. Pretty good list here. Five, uh, Son of Godzilla, Head, uh, 1967. How'd we do that? But that's funny of us. Um, six. That movie, that movie absolutely rules. That's why. <laughs> it's the kaijus of it all. Uh, six, The X from Outer Space, uh, a movie I, agree, I yeah. agree with now. Uh, seven, Big Man Japan. Thank you, Ben. Uh, what a weird movie. What a weird movie. <laughs> what a weird movie. Eight, Ebra, I've come full Horror circle. I'm now more positive on that film. I now think positively. Okay. I, didn't I feel, I feel warmer not watching the film. It's kind of like the G8 Summit. Like, uh, if you describe yeah. Big Man Japan, yeah. I'm into it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, nine, oh, oh, eight, Ebra, Horror of the Deep, our jazz rock, Great movie. jazz, surf jazz, yeah. would you say? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, surf nine, rock weirdness. The Host, uh, a very connected film, yeah. I think we established. Uh, Ten, Gamera, the Giant Monster. Okay. Uh, I think it has something to do right. with uh, each of these three last movies. Eight, nine, ten, Ebera, the Host, and Gamera. I think uh, if you combine those and like put them into a toxic sludge... Oh, that's a great shout. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think so. I think it places a... I love Ebera's uh, vibe, though, but I think it places above yeah. those at least. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely above Big Japan. Um, okay, it is above X Mount Space, and now That's we're true. into it versus other Godzilla movies um, as a kaiju film. Um, Son of Godzilla is really really cool as a kaiju film because I like that dynamic, but I like what you said more about this bringing back. This is another thing of like what can kaiju's do? They kind of always used to do, mm-hmm. or could have done, or should have done. Um, so mm-hmm. I would take it above son of godzilla would take you get above destroy all monsters and probably i'd probably put i it would there. also uh i don't know if i'd go further i don't know if it's more than madra versus godzilla which is so iconic and it's imagery i don't think people think of hedera as much because well, but they should but they should but like the directing right, is though, more Moth- in this Mothra movie does rule. um yeah, Mothra does absolutely rule. What if we just uh, move um, it to I, second place and just call it the second best Godzilla movie? That would be. I mean, I, 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 I think it is. Okay. Like, I, well, I think it's the the, the third best. I because I really love GMK. Um, I'm not I, opposed. I coming back to this movie, I've 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 loved it more. I I I love that this shows like. The diff- like you could make an art house weird punky kaiju film. You you could just do that. That's a thing you could do. You can make a Japanese new wave kaiju movie, and it doesn't betray the bones and the philosophy and the spectacle. It's a good kaiju spectacle movie. It's a good actually visually evocative. Like it's not a polemic in terms of speaking at you. It's polemical in its structure. It's very clear what it's about, and it has its like great like heal the ocean songs. But it, it's it is quite textured in its messaging because it is poetic. It's got a lot of visuals that speak quite loudly and make you think about things. Mm. I would put it at number two. And I think it's the second message layer that I've been waiting for in any of these movies. And I didn't quite get at the G8 summit. I thought that might be the, the second. <laughs> I, I thought that might be the second rung in the letter of Kaiju was like a G8 politics was somehow a, no, but it was environmental I mean, messaging all along. Was the uh, correlation, the the corollary between like uh, nuclear disaster and uh, and what I wanted. Um, maybe that's a yeah. good place. Maybe two is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we'll be happy about that. It's a it's a it's a movie that I think within our circles is very very supported. Oh, is and I it? think that okay. tricks us into thinking it's more widely supported. Um, <laughs> I I mean. 
Vaughn absolutely loves it. Jack oh, good. absolutely loves it. Ben loves it. it. Like it is, it is just such a brilliant film. Well, um, in lieu of Jack, who we wanted on the episode, and we we love a lot. Maybe uh, I, yeah, I don't yeah, mind yeah. that it's not loved in wider circles either. I think that's a better reason to put it up than down, <laughs> uh, because yeah, it needs yeah, no, exactly. Us. I think so. <laughs> Wouldn't you say it needs our support? I think it definitely does. I think okay. it definitely does, and, and we are giving it because it is just brilliant. And I, there are some films coming later that we may sneak above it. Um, sure. So this is, I mean, like uh, and there are some films coming later that, that we may sneak above Godzilla, like um, End of Evangelion. Um, there's there's still more to come. Oh, that is a really that is a really good movie. <laughs> it is good. a really ridiculously good movie. That is so uh, good. Um, but yeah. yeah, the new top five: Destroyer Monsters, Mothra vs. Godzilla, Gamera vs. Guiron, Godzilla vs. Sidora, and Godzilla. That's a good list. It's a good have, list. Do we have like a sign off? Is there like some way to exit the show? It's been so long. Uh, uh, there is. We have. I'm going to go back to the classic sign off. Um, watch, watch out so, for tra- traffic accidents. Um, no, 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 no. I I, I'm, I'm, I'm the, real one. The, the, the traffic accident ironic one. So thank you for joining us again to rank some monsters. Um, you can find both of our writing on the twingeeks.com. You can find a variety of extra podcasts on there. You can find Calvin on Twitter at... At Calvin Kemp, at my name. There you go, at his name. That someone's got at my name. That's a great. That's a great handle. Whoever's got that, that's cool. You can find me at, at the Stevenage, and you can find me um, over at the Stacks as well. Um, Patreon.com/slash/Stacks on Film. Um, is it Stacks on Film or the Stacks on Film? Let me work out what that is. <laughs> the Stacks on Film. Patreon.com/slash/The Stacks on Film. There you go. You can find me there. Um, so, until next time, read good books, say kind words, do good deeds, be a good person. Yeah.